Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies, and I don't believe in ghosts. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who is a woman. Good job. Thanks. I hate to be controversial on the show, but I thought I would just state I am a woman. And today, we are giving a second chance to 2016's Ghostbusters. Of course we're doing this movie because there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. And we kind of recently had a new Ghostbusters movie that was super divided by fans and movie viewers alike. That's true. And for those of you who may not remember... This is the Ghostbusters that had an all-female cast, and that alone was very triggering for a lot of people. (laughs) You're ruining our Ghostbusters! Ah. So, uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 were big hits of the 80s, and so, like, having a sequel or reboot, anything that has the Ghostbusters IP on it, was something fans were super excited about. Um, but actually had the lowest, like, this is like the most disliked YouTube trailer ever. Really? Yeah. Or, yeah, or or there's these, like, the quickest disliked trailer. Man, people just didn't even want to, no, that's not our (laughs) Ghostbusters. Um, I do have to state, spoiler warning, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters answer the call. They had to do a subtitle just so we could differentiate the two um and also let's hear that synopsis in case anyone is not familiar with this movie following a ghost invasion of manhattan paranormal enthusiast aaron gilbert and abby yates nuclear engineer jillian hoffsman and subway worker patty tolan band together to stop the otherworldly threat i don't like it (laughs) <laughs> i don't know why we have to list every character's name yeah no that in is in our description too much like also like names and then what they do for money like yeah <laughs> what, what is their job description you, you just to simplify this even i was just following a ghost invasion of manhattan four paranormal enthusiasts band together to stop the otherworldly threat bam simple succinct to the point they, they form the ghostbusters they form the ghostbusters so this is uh the movie itself is a like a reboot it's we just use the idea of four people coming together uh to create a like i don't want to call it a police squadron they're essentially exterminators that will take care of ghosts that are invading that's exactly what they do yeah it's the very first ghostbusters but set in 2016 and uh 
four ladies instead of four dudes. Yeah. And that outraged so many people. That alone. Wow, wow, wow. What is your relationship to Ghostbusters? Were you a huge fan growing up as a child? And as an adult, how do you feel about the Ghostbusters? So like a lot of people, Ghostbusters was a movie that I watched when I was younger. Um, And as a kid, I thought it was fun and I really liked it. And it was one of those movies I watched multiple times as a kid. Um, But then for me, it just kind of became one of those things like I like a like a kids movie you know it's like oh that was something I liked in my childhood didn't really carry into adulthood with me so much but it was something like yeah that was fun I really liked that of course uh we're getting to the age then now that everyone has to have like an IP to do a reboot a remake sequel and everyone's super excited about doing that and I, I understand the the need for it because the IP is something like oh I already know what that is I'll probably like it again you know yeah yeah i mean i think that's so standard is that like with ips and reboots and remakes like there's already a built-in audience there's already some marketing that you don't even have to do because people know the premise so like to me ghostbusters makes sense to give a little like reboot to and do something a little different in that same idea updated um, a bit. an updated version yeah like i so looking back at 2016 and having this like it it makes complete sense like so, in my opinion i i i watched it growing up probably like once okay. maybe twice i've watched it once or twice maybe one other time since then i haven't seen it much but like i enjoy it i respect it as a movie i don't think it's funny in the way that everyone has like this attachment to like oh a ghostbuster is just so hilarious I don't think it's funny. I think it's a good like science fiction movie. Good performances. It's just not like hilarious, which is the misconception. I also the biggest misconception that everyone has is that it's a kids movie. Just because you watched as a kid does not make it a kids movie. Yeah, I don't know how that evolved into a movie kids watch. When uh the director of our 2016 movie, Paul Feig, uh was quoted. So back when this was getting made, the studio didn't want the scene of uh, somebody flipping off the women as they were scared it would scare away families. Um, Paul Feig made a comment that if you watch the original, they swear constantly, they smoke constantly, and there's a fellatio from ghosts. So people remember what they want to remember. That's so true. Yeah, when I watch as adults, you know, because I, I may have seen it once when I was younger. I'm like, oh my god, there's a blowjob scene, like, right at the beginning? What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, literally, like, I saw it so many times as a kid, and I remember that was the first movie where I heard someone yell the word ass. Like, Bill Murray just has a, a line in which he says, yeah, ass. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. And as a kid, I started saying ass because, like, I was in the movie, like, whatever. Um, So, yeah, it's not like this pure-hearted family film. Like, there's definitely some things in there that are more geared for adults. I don't know why it became, like, a kid's movie because I guess the Slimer is green and fun. I don't know. Um, He also didn't have a name. That, That is a name that was associated with him when they made the cartoon. Wow. It's only in the credits of like I think the sequels when 
it's like it, they never say the word slammer in either of the two movies you learn something new every day yeah yeah so so now you know going back to 2016 specifically um i remember when the idea was announced i wasn't a huge fan of like reboots and remakes anyway so it's just kind of like okay another one um it obviously i didn't give a shit that it was a gender swap that isn't what bothered me in the slightest uh, i was just more like okay another remake i think one of the big issues that everyone had was like they were in talks for years to make a ghostbusters 3 that's right um one of our ghostbusters uh the actors harold rim has passed away and so they were never able to complete a third one um so yeah it, it was never going to happen where they all come back together to be ghostbusters but also the thing that was sort of um you know annoying with that notion of like this isn't like ghostbusters 3 like all the og ghostbusters approved this movie and are in it and like yeah, and like it so this you is know, literally the thing you want in a reboot you get all yeah. your main cast back even our supporting characters that aren't ghostbusters pop up except mm-hmm. rick moranis who because he won't re- he can't retire anything yeah like so that's another thing too that always kind of i didn't understand why people are so upset because like yeah the people that put their like heart and soul into the original approve this one like so anyway so it didn't I, I wasn't like hot and bothered by a ghostbusters remake but i also at the same time kind of went into like whatever it's it's whatever um and i saw it i believe opening week back in 2016 okay. and i remember enjoying it like i remember being in theaters laughing a lot more than i expected and walking out of the movie being like yeah that really was fun like that wasn't nearly as horrible as some people are making it out to be like at all i found it enjoyable as a non-Ghostbusters fan, I didn't feel the need to go see it in theaters, but I was definitely going to see it whenever it came out on like Blu-ray. And I think I bought it the first week it hit Blu-ray because I figured um, it's the same group that made Bridesmaids. It's Paul Feig directing. It's got Chris and Wig, Melissa McCarthy. I'm probably going to enjoy this. So I might as well get it because I'm probably going to watch it a few times. And I thought it was fun. I have, you know, I liked it. Do you want to see what the uh, what the people had to say about Ghostbusters when it Ooh, came yeah. out? Let's hear what other people had to say. You love this. I love reviews. Reviews is my favorite part of the show. To start off these reviews, let's see the tomato meter scores, which is at 74%. So it's positive, but the audience score, 50%. Divided. That's, wow. Even. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Again, we've said this a few times with a few movies. It's really rare that the critics score is so much higher than an audience score, especially comedy. Comedy, like popcorn blockbuster movie. Yeah. Art art house movies, I get where critics are up and the sure. audience is like, I don't get it. That was weird. <laughs> but like a big budget movie, usually audiences are like, we fucking love this. And the critics are like, I don't like Ghost. Right. <laughs> right. So that's super interesting. I think yeah. that says a lot about the animosity for this movie right off the gate. Like people were biased in their opinions before they even came to the theater. Oh boy, were they. So let's start off with some positives. Oh, good. Okay. This, uh, this one I just really enjoy and I think it speaks to me. 
Peter Travers from the Rolling Stones said, angry nerds, take note. The ladies are the best thing about this franchise reboot. Kate McKinnon is a spontaneous eruption of hellfire hilarity. Ooh, yeah. I remember the trailer, and the thing I laughed at the most was Kate McKinnon. McKinnon is quite a scene stealer in this. Oh, absolutely. Um, Catherine Scott of Bitch Media. Ghostbusters is fun. It's silly. And it doesn't take itself too seriously. Good. It's, it's, that's exactly right. I mean, I, I think that it's fun and it it knows what it's making also. Like, it's not trying to be a hyper-serious, like, we're making Ghostbusters comedy. It's like it a silly, silly movie about four people stopping ghosts. Yeah. This is a movie that knows what they're making, and I think they hit that. But what I think is interesting is so many people held it to such a higher standard than it just being, like, a comedy action movie. I think that's the one... The difficult thing when you're doing a reboot or remake sequel when you do it to such an ip that everyone so many people hold dear to their heart it's yeah they're not just gonna look at it as like a summer blockbuster it's gonna it means something really deep people don't like change therese laxon of nerdophiles the comedy still lands solidly and the leading actresses pull off their roles with perfect ease that make this remake enjoyable summer movie fun. It is summer movie fun. I do think all the actresses do a good job. They, they, all four of them are hilarious. Yeah. Um, I like their chemistry together too. Like I think they all are, are bringing something different and then when they're together it's just even better. I'm not a huge fan of all their specific characters at times okay but i think the actresses themselves are great so yeah whatever i would agree with that like i don't think individually i'm like obsessed with any one character but i think yeah the actresses coming in and doing it is what really like makes it for me matt singer from screen crush wrote the occasional missteps don't negate the fun of the first two-thirds and I fully agree with that. I think that the ending is a little like oh, sloppy. Yeah, like oh, oh okay. Um, whereas the first two thirds, I think, are really fun and great. And yeah, there are some missteps. It's not a perfect movie, but what is a misstep is not going to ruin the whole experience for me. All right, guys, I've got some exciting news for you. To end our positive reviews, we found. Our favorite reviewer, No Minnow. No. This time of Movie Mom, No Minnow writes, It's funny, smart, and sweet, and in every way is good or better than the original. Fanboys, have at it. Clapping back now. Oh, now, 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 now. She's like, I don't care what your sexist ass has to say. It's good merch idea fanboys have at it <gasps> that's real that is a good line that is a good line i like it yeah genius so sharp i like it better than the original fanboys have at it have at it come at us bro i imagine do. nell to be someone who always wears a leather jacket i i imagine her to wear a leather Just jacket for, mostly and a, for this comment 
for this comment. I also imagine like a really nice turtleneck. Not everyone could pull off a turtleneck, but she has the vibe that she could. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate that a lot. Oh, no. Because I can't pull off a turtleneck, but I think she definitely can. All right. Now that we've gotten the best positive review, let's see what people who didn't like this movie had to say. They had a lot to say. Oh, I have man. a lot to say. Oh. Steph Koza of Aggressive Comics. If you were to chug five gallons of Ecto Cooler and then throw it up, that would be better than the new Ghostbusters movie. That was intense. Uh, Ecto Cooler, for anyone who doesn't remember, is like high C, a cute little like juice box. Oh, yeah. Vector Cooler was, it had like Slimer on the front. Oh, yeah. deep cut, girl. Yeah. Okay. So clever, clever use. I have to give her props for, that was a good, that was a good review. I don't agree. I don't think this movie was worse than Throw Up, but. No, I don't like Throwing clever, Up at all. Right? But you know what, Steph, good job. That was a clever wording. Clever dig. Okay. Nigel Andrews from the Financial Times. We love when the Financial Times comes in with a hot take about movies. When in doubt, clobber the audience with special effects Mardi Gras. Okay, I'm fine with that. I like the pretty <laughs> thing. I like to look at pretty things. Soria Nadia McDonald of the Undefeated. Frankly, if you're going to make a new Ghostbusters with a female foursome as the leads, and you're facing a backlash from clanging dungeons of women-hating internet, it seems like it would be make for an epic opportunity to troll them. So I guess what she's thinking is they didn't make it as great as they could have. To, to really give it to everyone, had this movie been perfect, it would have been a big fuck you to everyone because uh-huh. this movie was kind of mediocre right it was easier to attack it's well it's easier for those people to say yeah we told you women being the ghostbusters was stupid <laughs> um it's really funny to see that now in 2021 when we're so close to afterlife and how the reviews have been horrendous for it um so this is interesting. I'm just saying that now, like saying it now. Everyone was like, "Cool, cool, cool." Afterlife is like what we want, and now everyone's like, "It actually sucks." Like, mm. interesting. I also want to point out this movie got released before we had a big times up in Me Too movement, and where people started respecting women finally. So, yeah, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. Had this movie just been delayed, maybe one even two years <laughs> it could have been better received just yeah. people's mindsets might have been like oh yeah i'm not an ignorant piece of shit this was okay <laughs> no because we hated women so much then it, it had to be perfect or nothing and honestly that is like a that's a dumb take to because that move the movie was made before uh you know this weird energy of just blatant hatred and no matter what you do at that point when it's to that level you can't make everyone happy you know so even if it was slightly better if the end was better if it was whatever there's that wouldn't change anyone's mind yeah correct so i don't agree speaking of gender swap you know what 
if you guys stick to the end, Jess and I are going to play a little game of we sure are. movie gender swap where we pick out a few movies where we swap the male cast into a female cast. We got some ideas. Yeah, to make to make the movie either equally slash differently fun or better. All right, well, now that we've done that, let's talk about how we felt this second time around watching that. It's one of those things where, unfortunately, the the freaking out of it all, uh, the people losing their goddamn minds over the idea of, of, of all-female Ghostbusters and just that vitriol and hatred does follow this movie around. Um, so it is hard to judge it on its own because you're always going to kind of have that in the back of its mind just because it was so present at the time. But now in 2021, I think that's insane because if you look back, there were so many worse movies in 2016, like horrifically awful movies in 2016. I'm just going to name a few. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, Warcraft, World of Warcraft movie, okay. Now You See Me Too, which should have been called Now You See Me, Now You Don't, but that's another well, thing. Yeah, Now You Don't. <laughs> now You Don't um suicide squad the first one. Oh no x-men apocalypse oh that was rough independence day resurgence oh jesus christ what if <laughs> this is a walk down memory lane this is oh. a horrific walk down memory lane oh no what else happened we had uh passengers uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh gods of egypt i didn't see it um we had the great wall with Matt Damon. Oh yeah. What a year for movies. A year for movies. London Has Fallen, the sequel to I saw that. That one the other one fall, fallen, I don't know. Um whatever. Olympus Has Fallen. Olympus Has Fallen. <laughs> Assassin's Creed movie. We have The Huntsman, Winter's War, the un unneeded sequel to Chris Snow Hemsworth White. is in this movie too. He's in that too. Oh, we man. had um, Monster Trucks. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had another Underworld movie with Kate Beckinsale called Blood Wars. I, I don't care. The Legend of Tarzan. You, can you stop naming movies? This is just sad. Alice Through the Looking Glass. Trucks. We have uh, the ever infamous sausage party that year oh. as well so this year in 2016 we also have a few winners very very few but a few so the ones that are you know the good ones we have deadpool we have dr strange we have civil war captain america civil war we have arrival arrival's great um yes. 10 cloverfield lane okay and that's what we got so I will say I think Lady Ghostbusters is what I'm going to call it from now on. Sure, is better than all of those bad movies you listed, mm -hmm. but not better than all the good movies you listed. Right, except maybe Tin Cloverfield Lane. I would maybe argue Doctor Strange as well. I'll agree. Okay, uh, I I feel the equal enjoyment levels for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's what's so interesting about this movie in particular. There are some movies that are like so like unquestionably awful movies, but they don't get that legacy of how 
polarizing and like controversial this one is i just want to point out i'm in civil war oh that's right and if you can spot me in civil war i'll review whatever movie you want but yeah that's just something i felt the need that i needed to point out right away is that like the 2016 was like a really bad year for movies there were very few good movies a lot of stinkers um but again this one just seems to be held in its own arena like separate from all those which is so interesting because so many bad movies got out of 2016 scot free um and then some of the good ones like this is comparable to so what's what's up with that what's up with that i know what's up with that but well let's talk about what did we like about this movie i think it's obvious uh that we think it's funnier than the original um i i just i just think today's styling comedy is just quicker that we have like just lines that are funny um sight gags and stuff like it, it's all better it, it, the 80s moved at least film-wise comedy 80s comedies are so slow like to yeah. me yeah. they do not hold up over time uh it's rough i would agree with that i think the comedic styling nowadays is different. You're right, more fast-paced, quicker. Um, cruder. Cruder, a little cruder, a little also like more subtle at times because 80s comedy is just more like, did you see this joke? Do you see this joke? Did you laugh? Dang. One thing I do like about this comedy style for this movie as well is that it's different levels of comedy that I appreciate. So like we have like stupid kind of slapstick humor at, at certain points. We have some really funny, like witty dialogue moments as well. We have some just like over the top acting, uh, goofy. So it's like a nice little like buffet of all sorts of different comedy stylings. Which is what I think reflects in the main cast. I think all four women are delivering something different. We have Leslie Jones kind of like just being loud Leslie, which just love i love her yeah she's loud brash love it we got mckinnon kate mckinnon is kind of like this weird kooky like quirky nerd awesome uh mccarthy melissa mccarthy is kind of like the whiner complainer of the group like the i wouldn't say hothead but she's like you know the pointing everything out like what the fuck kristen wig is kind of like our i feel like she's kind of like our lead character but she's like the quiet shy that everything kind of slapstick happens to her like fucking like ooze like slams her she's like the butt of the jokes and like shy and nervous and bam and i think we get four different different types of comedy jokes directed with each one of them and they all mesh together really well also uh supporting cast i think is just a good everyone has like a a bit every Mm -hmm. once in a while uh, more importantly, I think our two biggest supporting cast members are, um, I'll start off with our smaller supporting cast member, our bag- Neil Casey is Rowan, who turns into like the villain. That's right. Uh, yep. He's just such a good creeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, this creep that like wants to create this like ghost apocalypse for everyone. Uh, and then our just this one of the stars of this movie just like 
Bam. Chris Hemsworth, such a scene stealer. He is. I love him in this role. I love it so much. I love the reverse of having male eye candy that is just so dumb and has no personality. Um, <laughs> because we've seen that so many times with like female eye candy where like she's bringing nothing else to the table. He's their like receptionist. Assistant. He's the receptionist, their assistant. He's so oh, dumb. He's yeah. so dumb and so plain. And that's the joke. And it works so well. Uh, he's, it's just like stupidly hilarious. And one thing I like too is that Chris Hemsworth is in on the joke too. Like he's having fun playing this idiot. Without this movie, we would not have gotten Thor Ragnarok. I would agree because this is where we saw like, oh, he's funny. Yeah, he can be funny. Because we Thor one and two, he's pretty like stoic and mm -hmm. not, Thor's not funny. Um, whereas like we see Goofy Hemsworth, and then I guess the maybe I don't know when they decided to get Taika Waititi directing but like when they let Hemsworth be hilarious and goofy and kind of dim-witted man Thor got better oh yeah no Thor I would got... agree that this probably had a huge influence in that thank you Ghostbusters answer the call yeah you know what fanboys have at it have at it have, have at, at it, it. <laughs> one thing I like about this movie I think the ghosts look cool I think there's like this like glowy element of them that just looks brighter and sharper than like a ghost 80s technology. So I'm always going to be comparing it to that movie, but I think the ghosts look vibrant and fun and different. Like I like it. I agree too. And one thing that I like as well is that the ghosts are all kind of distinct as well. They all have like their own color scheme or their own look, their own size, their own shape. I think that's fun to play with uh, because there's no set parameters. It's, you know not the traditional idea of a ghost and in the original maybe because of the limitations with technology back then a lot of the ghosts very much do look the same except for Slimer that's why he stands out um whereas this we have I mean just a variety of really fun colors and over the top like shapes and, and outfits and really do like the the looks of the ghosts I think they're really fun and really different and you can tell like, oh, this is the ghost we're fighting right now because he looks this way. Is there anything you did not like about this movie? There's some things I didn't like. I it, Like the one reviewer said, not enough for me to like have an awful time with this movie. Correct. So the first thing that I think stands out in something that I don't love, you talked about our villain, Rowan. Um, I think that the actor who plays him is fun. I think he is a like just a creepy little schlubby villain that I like. However, his motivation is a little vague. And I think had we just played that up a little bit more or defined that a little bit, I think he would have been an even better villain. Um, it's just odd because basically he's been bullied his whole life. He's a really lonely dude. He's treated terribly. Makes sense for the start of a villain. Sure. But then that's sort of all where we go with him. So like he hates humans so he wants to just like end the human race by releasing ghosts but like how did he figure that out like where did he put those two but ideas again, together that would be an entirely different movie that wouldn't be about the ghostbusters so it would be yeah. about rowan like reading right. books that's true i think like i don't know just a little bit more he's not our focus you're right and a lot of it is 
what what I find really interesting and really different is that their main villain is this guy because he is um, allowing the ghosts to be out. They all have to fight their ghosts, blah, blah, blah. And then, but it's this guy that let them out. So he's really the bad guy. And I think that's an interesting concept, but it's just, I would have liked, I think a little bit more of him being like fleshed out. Sure, people suck. So I totally see like why he's just like, ghosts are cool, but like also ghosts are like the souls of people. So like, anyway um i think i wish we had more time at least with the actor to like do more things like call ghost ghost maybe follow him or do something because like he dies essentially halfway through the movie and his ghostly spirit inhabits hemsworth and like then hemsworth is essentially the bad guy for until they are able to defeat him which i don't really like i i think it's a it's kind of similar to like Sigourney Weaver kind of being possessed in the the first one. It is a callback, and I think the Hemsworth gimmick is a, is fine, but like I think we could have shortened it. I think you're right. We could have spent more time with like the actual actor and like who Rowan is, yeah, as our villain, and then maybe he takes over Chris Hemsworth for like a little bit. Um, yeah, just a sm- just the end. Yeah, I think uh, the Ghostbusters theme song that is redone by fallout boy is not great maybe like if this movie was made like 10 years prior to this fallout boy would have been relevant but like i was like what they're making music still <laughs> they were never like my first choice in music so it was weird like if we're, maybe we get someone who's popular in 2016 i don't know who that would have been yeah i don't either off the top of my head i think too like well, on taylor's version of hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah well i love fallout boy and i love patrick stump his voice is not like the right vibe that they were going through because they're trying to make this like upbeat fun version like the original but even more like can, can i make a rec- can i make a recommendation mm-hmm. get a lady to do it yeah you did lady ghostbusters yeah why don't we get a lady or a group of yeah. women like a band i don't know yeah. i don't think gaga is the right person to do it sure but like there's um, other females <laughs> no not to me she's the only one that does music um i think it would have been oh, a fun what, pop song as well lizzo could have done it that would have been really fun i think we could have had a good lizzo yeah somehow. yeah the vibe for this read is it's really forgettable having fallout boy do it and it's sort of almost it's basically just the original but like it's, with it is hard different the, instruments <laughs> ghostbusters theme is iconic yeah everyone tries to play it at like halloween even though it's not a halloween (laughs) song who you gonna call is iconic like yeah i think they i mean they should have like what they did with fall out boy is basically take that song maybe make the tempo a little faster and just like have different vocals and instruments (laughs) yeah do you're right do it with a lady do it with someone who's got like pizzazz and like dancing and attitude yeah that would have been a lot better i need someone who could like win in a fight yeah to sing the song absolutely um Uh, i agree i don't like that so one thing i'll say that i don't like uh is the ending 
So I think the last 20 minutes or so, things feel like messy and like too much is happening all at once, sort of. Okay. Um, and one one thing, and this isn't really the movie's fault, this is just how it is. Uh, there's just so much CGI within the last 20 minutes or so of the big battle. Like it's pretty much all CGI. Um, it's only been like, what, five years now? Um, and it already looks really cheap. Like the CGI watching I mean, it now doesn't I look good. I thought it looked cheap. I think it's just the ending too. It's because yeah. they're clearly not in New York at the time. They're in front of like nothing and everything's painted around them. Yeah. It looks it looks rough. It looks rough. And there are some times where there's, there's shots that are like on an actual like set and it looks pretty good with CGI in it. But there's shots where it's just like, yeah, the ladies and then full CGI all around them. And that's where it looks like cheap and like kind of takes me out because it's distracting and it's sort of jarring when it becomes just like mostly CGI. It just doesn't look good. Um, I think, yeah, it's a little obvious. And I think like we could have blended it even better. I would just have like set and like CGI, but just all CGI all the time in this movie doesn't look good there's too many ghosts in that big battle at the end i don't mind that it's okay. very colorful uh because there's that long creepy one that's like mm-hmm. oh which way do fishy fishy go <laughs> like it's there's a lot of fun ghosts in that scene um again it's fun colorful I don't mind that they have like Power Ranger weapons and beating the shit out of ghosts. Like, yeah, I've developed like a a glove that can punch the ghost. Sure. Cool, <laughs> awesome. Why not? Let's, let's, but like, let's choreograph something a little better than yeah. pretty close up with you, not in any actual location. I think too, what makes the the ending with the CGI so jarring is that for most of the movie, we have like a blend of like physical sets practical effects and then also cgi whereas in the ending it's a lot of just like straight up green screen and that's i think makes it too much to see because we weren't doing that for most of the movie until the very end shout out to michael k williams uh oh yeah he's he's in this barely I feel like the cast probably hung out with him a lot during this, but yeah. I feel like he's not featured very much in this movie. But god damn, is he a good actor? He passed away recently and yeah. Uh, uh yeah. The wire? Fuck, he killed it in the wire. He uh he was really good in, in every role I saw him in. I also really liked what he was doing in Lovecraft, uh, which unfortunately is only gonna have one season, which blows my mind, but whatever. Um and I did see that when he passed away, Leslie Jones did post a photo of the two of them together. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Shout out to Michael K. Williams. Round of applause. I want to stand up. Michael K. Williams. Yeah. Because I don't know how many movies of his we might review just because he's not in a lot of trash. Right. He's really not. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. I'm not going to review good movies. In He's in them. <laughs> All right. Joe, do you think that Lady Ghostbusters, or better known as 2016 Ghostbusters Answer the Call, deserves a second chance? You know what? This might surprise you. 
No, it won't. <laughs> I yeah. I, I think I think everyone judges this movie way too harshly because of you know nostalgia of the original. And you know what? This is fun. It's a fun, enjoyable movie with four great lead actresses that are hilarious, and it's a good way to pass like almost two hours. You know, it, it get it gets a second chance for me. It it'll eventually get a third, probably a fourth chance. I'll probably watch it every like five years. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Let's watch it. I'll watch this more than I would ever watch the first one. You know what? I think I'm more likely to go to this than the first two. You know what? If I ever have kids, I'm just going to show them this Ghostbusters and never talk to them about the first one. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never, they won't understand any of the references. So I'm like, what? What are they? Why are they zooming in on this thing? And then when they grow up to and and find out about the original and watch it, they'll be like, "This sucks. This is boring." Fuck this piece of shit. <laughs> I, you know what? I would agree with that. I think this is way more family friendly than the first one that everyone loved as a kid. I also think that this absolutely does deserve a second chance. I think people came in with these weird uh, biases of what they wanted and what they thought should be the best movie. And basically, no matter what they were going to do with this, it was going to fail because people were just so vehemently against it and so like visceral in their hatred for it. Um, And just the idea of like doing something different really freaked people out. I think people were way too hard on it. I think doing something different was actually really fun here. Uh, I think that it's wonderful to just go in and be ready to laugh. And if you go in like with the like a fun energy, it's gonna match that. I, I think our expectations were way too harsh unnecessarily. And I think that yeah, sexism did play a role in that for sure. And if we just like leave that at the door and try again, I think you'll really enjoy it. So I I say go watch it. Damn boys, have at it. Have at it. So Joe came up with this really awesome idea. Joe, do you want to explain your idea? I sure do. I gave Jessica a challenge and myself a challenge. Let's let's gender swap another all-male cast movie to make it, you know, let's all let's just celebrate the women. Let's let's get them out in the movies. If we're gonna do a reboot, let's change it up a lot, you know? By a lot, I mean barely by gingers. <laughs> okay, so top of the list, what do you got? So I'm going to take us back. We're going to get in a time machine and we're going to go back a few years to when the movie everyone could not stop talking about was the Expendables trilogy. Ooh. Yeah. I See, again, that's a great choice because, boy, is that just a sausage fest. So much sausage, so much. Um, here's the thing. I liked the Expendables. I thought they were fun. I thought they were stupid. I thought they were over the top. I was into it. I thought it was we really entertaining. We essentially got the biggest action stars of like the 80s to get together and you're just like 30 years older. Yeah. Doing action. Genius. And then as the movies went on, because there were three, they would add younger people in the mix. They would add like uh, you know, some other classic other people. classic people. Yeah, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. It was fun. And I really enjoyed it. Um, and then you all might remember there was talk about a female version called the Expended Bells. I don't like that, though. I hate that. But um, <laughs> I would but just call them the Expendables ex- and just 
Expendables, yeah. answer the call. Answer the call. Um, so now that I was researching it in 2021, it looks like that might have just been an internet rumor. I don't know if there was ever even talks of like an actual like fem- okay. all female Expendables. But who, who would you cast? I'm glad you asked because Thank I want to go all across the board. I want to go big with Lady Expendables. So I want to, you know, similar to the Expendables, the original, I want to get some like fun 80s action ladies in the mix. So okay. I want to get Linda Hamilton. Oh, I want to get yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Hell yeah. Um, I want to get Pam Greer. Mm. And then I want to go also, we're going to, we're going to act like this is evolving, like Expendables. We're going to grab some other people, throw them in. We're going to get, we're going to get Angela Bassett. Okay. We're going to get Lucy Liu. Yeah. No question. Okay. Lucy Liu. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to get a big ass cameo from Angelina Jolie because she's done some action. She kicks some ass. Uh, then we're going to take it even more recent, more younger action ladies. We're going to get a Michelle Rodriguez in there. Okay. We're going to get a Zoe Saldana because she kicks ass. She's fun. Yeah, she's, she's doing a lot of stuff. Um, we're going to get a Tessa Thompson because she's been kicking ass too. Um, and Just get for, a lot of the Marvel women, huh? Get some Marvel ladies, uh, you know. Give them, yeah. We also get them to reenact the entire <laughs> scene in Endgame where they line up. Let's go, girls. And then they line up, and then we hear one of them say, let's go, girls. And then we have... Bam, bam, na, na, na. Yep, hell yeah. Um, and then we're going to have a comedian in the mix, too. Okay. As and we're you gonna, should... In- action we need a funny we need a funny person in the mix and that's gonna be leslie jones okay because she's got she's got fun energy she's got sass we've we've seen her do a little bit of action in ghostbusters and i want to do even more i want to see her like fucking fight because i bet she'd be fun to watch get some like guns action and stuff. yeah so she'd that's be like the bazooka yeah. lady yeah yes expert. yeah and fun and so that's who I have. But again, we can like play around with it. We can bring people in. We can get even younger people in the mix. We can get like any anyone. The sky's the limit with expendables lady version. Love it. I, I think it's fun. Love it. Um, yeah. Okay. I've got I've got a favorite of mine. Okay. A classic that I hold near and dear to my heart, point break. Ooh, yeah. Point break is like the ultimate action movie in my mind because it's got fucking everything it's got uh surfing <laughs> car chases uh, gun shootouts skydiving it's just every like action sequence thing you have bank robbing like we're jam-packed in this movie oh yeah so what i would do we cast someone as our patrick Swayze like hippie Bodie person like a shailene woodley or zazie beats uh, okay Kristen stewart you know someone fairly established mm-hmm. um and then and someone who's like willing to like jump out of a fucking airplane because i we have to reenact patrick swayze's jumping out of airplanes i like Kristen um, stewart for this i you said her I, I like her for that i think she'd be she has like she's a down nice hip vibe that like mm-hmm. i think would work um uh i don't really care who we cast i feel like a new person undiscovered for keanu's role yeah the young the young new fbi person sure or the part fbi partner that was played by um gary Busey. okay either get one of two people from our ghostbusters oh my first choice is mccarthy okay or wig 
One of those Mc- two. McCarthy. Okay. This yeah. is what I said. You know, <laughs> this is what I feel. Sorry, Wig. Get out of here. <laughs> I think McCarthy could it, the older like, I've done this before, kid. So for my next one, I'm gonna go just like a smidge off the rails. Just a smidge. We're gonna go, we're gonna get creative. We're gonna get wild here. Okay. So as we know, I like horror movies. And you and I have both said we like the slasher genre. We think it's fun. Uh, one of the tropes from that is obviously the final girl. So like the final victim who makes it to the end, who fights her way to the top. You know, we have like, j- just we just had a Halloween movie. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. She's our final girl. Um, I want to mess with that. And I want to have a final guy. And I want to have the most fun with the bad guy. The, or the bad woman, if you will. So I want a Michael Myers type. I want a Jason Voorhees type. I want like Freddy Krueger type as a lady. Okay? It would have to be its own new character. A new character, but yes. Like a slash. Let's we're we're inventing a new slasher, but she's a lady. Yes. And we're taking that trope. We're taking that trope that's been used and used and used and used over and over For again sure. as the final girl, and we're gonna play with it. And we're gonna have a final guy, and we're gonna have a woman who is a really intense like villain or slasher if you will um again i don't know exactly but like if we're just imagine like a like a murderous type villain if we're doing a slasher i want lupita nyong'o to play a villain because i think seeing her in us she can do some unhinged dark fun shit i was just thinking you were probably thinking of us i was thinking of us and she's really great in that horror movie and i want to see her just let loose off the rails full-on psychopath go crazy do your thing i think that'd be really fun so i want again a little off the rails i don't want horror girls any final girls i want a horror final guy and i want a lady coming at him ready to like fuck shit up is she murdering more men or more women in this movie um, it can be both, you okay. know, but it's going to be a leaning more towards men because traditionally that's what we see. We've seen a lot of slasher movies where there's both, there's both, but we yeah. have seen a lot of ladies who are like, hey, I'm just like an innocent, nice girl. And I like maybe have sex and then boom, she's like brutally murdered. Okay. And I want to fuck with that. I don't, I don't want to so we'll have a that. guy that's like, I finally lost my virginity and he dies. Mm-hmm. Poor little nerd. Poor I know it's nerd. a nerd. Yeah, but it is what it is. All right, I'm going in a very different direction than you. Oh, okay. For my next choice. Sure. This is again all males, so it's a lot. So we're switching around. Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah. Okay, I like this. Yeah. But but again, they're all women. We yeah. give them all the same names. You could you could make it shot for shot. I think it would be fun. I. Yeah. Okay. Maybe change some dialogue up a bit. Sure. But yeah. I was trying to create my perfect cast with this. Ooh. Okay. In Hollywood, if you're listening, yes. If Tarantino wants to work with me on this to make this his final movie, I'll allow him to work with me. <laughs> All right. But uh, for someone who, you know, I want Amy Adams as Mr. White. Someone okay. who's like experienced in the game, like our, our Harvard Keitel. Yeah. The one we were rooting for, I think we'd, I'd like to see her in this like gritty thing. Yeah. Um, okay. And if we don't get Amy, I mean, we'd probably get Uma. Tarantino is doing it. Um, but hey, that's that's our backup. Um, we need someone kind of young and new for Mr. Orange, because uh, it's a Tim Roth one. Um, Ana de Arma. 
okay. from Knives Out. Yeah. I think she's young, fresh. She's been doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. She'd be good. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Queen's Gambit girl would be oh, a good okay. choice as well. Yeah. I'm just, you know. Yeah. No, I like um, that. Mr. Blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like a psychopath of a person. Yeah. Rosario Dawson. So unhinged. Yeah. She's ever. unhinged. <laughs> I would, I'd see her. Um, I want to see Katie Stackoff as Mr. Pink. I just okay. want to see her in more things. She's in The Mandalorian. I'm putting Leslie Jones as our nice guy Eddie role. Yes! Chris Penn. Because, again, Pam Greer would be Joe. Oh, yes. Absolutely! Let's go to work. I like this cast. I like this uh, idea. Absolutely. I'm in. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us in another different direction. And okay, okay. um, but still very male energy, male dominated energy. Uh, yeah. I like a good like mystery movie, a good like thriller, a good like true crime kind of vibe, if you will. And that is a very male dominated presence. Like if we have a, a detective, it's usually a guy. So I want to play with that, and I'm going to choose seven to play with. Okay. Ooh. So seven, we have our Morgan Freeman, we have our Brad Pitt. We have our yeah. creeper who is like literally a creeper in real life. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, we're not going to mention his name. <laughs> no. So I want to. John Doe. John Doe. Um, the character John Doe. <laughs> um, so I want to play with that. I want to. I want to see more like true crime detective stuff where it's okay. ladies as our detectives. So for seven, we're going to do this with seven. Okay. And our Morgan Freeman, like our wise sage, who's like seen some shit, like, you know, little numbed, like has been through it. Nothing really surprises him anymore. You know, like if I've, I'm Damn. about to retire. That's going to be Glenn Close. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have our Brad Pitt, like our young, naive, like I'm going to be a good detective and like save the day kind of attitude, but then is like, just knocked down the entire time and really goes through it yeah. i want elizabeth olsen for that like yeah. a like a like an upbeat positive person who can also really bring it down to a very dramatic place okay um and then we are gonna have a the 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 suspect the bad guy the big bad the evil psychopath who's doing our crimes i want to take our jane doe from the original um i want octavia spencer okay i saw ma okay <laughs> sure did and while that, that movie is choice? yeah so the movie is uh, you could say a lot of things about ma but one thing i will say is octavia spencer is such a psychopath in that movie and it's so good like she's just so good at being creepy and like weird and the villain and i want to see her like that but in like a genuinely good gritty dramatic movie and I think Octavia Spencer could really be just a good, scary person. Okay. I'm going to spice this up a bit. Oh, okay. With my third pick. I'm going comedy. Sure. I want This is the End. Oh, yeah. We play the same events from, the, it takes place at the same time. The world is ending just the same way. But we're setting this in New York City. Okay. And we're bringing two of my favorite New York ladies into this movie. Abby and Alana for Broad City. Maybe one is attending like an SNL party with Kate McKinnon. 
because we're getting Ghostbuster in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Leslie could also make an appearance as a yeah. cameo or be one of our characters in it. Um, but maybe it's like because we feature a lot of the SNL cast. Um, things happen. Maybe they're all holed up in the SNL building. Fun. And then they play with a lot of old props and stuff, recreating that while you know going at it, fighting each other, and when dying off until you know they ascend into heaven or whatever the fuck. I have got my one last one, and this is my wild card because I just like, hey, let's have some fun with this. Okay. Face off. Yes. My hilarious choice was Jessica Chastain and Amy Adams, since they always get those too confused anyway. Oh my God, that would be so perfect. That would be so yeah. wonderful. Just like I'm imagining like the same energy of face off, like just really like over dramatic delivery, like just so silly. And it's like, yeah, these two phenomenal actresses who look th- the same in a lot of people's eyes. I love it. I would have. Love it. But for this one, I would distinctly make Jessica Chastain the villain and Amy Adams the hero. Okay. So when we swap roles, Jessica Chastain gets to play, or Amy Adams gets to be villainous throughout the whole thing. Yeah. He's here as a sweetheart. Yeah. And then we get to see Jessica Chastain be super nice and sweet. Yeah. Okay. She seems like the tougher. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I want this movie. I love this idea. When yeah, are you going to start paying us to make movies? Because we got some fucking fire ideas here. Yeah, I got a lot of ideas. You know, everyone's got plenty of streaming time, so let's <laughs> just make stuff. So I think the moral of the story is change can be okay. It can be fun. Um, and don't judge a movie based on uh, having a bunch of women in it. Guys, Women in movies is great. Yeah. Let's, that, let's watch yeah. more of them. Let's watch more of them. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. You can find us on our personal social media. So if you want to be our friend and you want to keep chatting about movies with us, everything is in the description box down below. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast if you just want an auditory experience. If you want like a visual medium, you can also find us on YouTube. Um, See our cute faces and our cute t-shirts that I made. Yes, and just sick outfit. Um, a big thank you as always to Beatty McBeeface for making our really fun, wonderful theme song that we just enjoy so, so much. Yeah, if you have any suggestions, if you have a movie you want us to cover, uh, please let us know. We would be more than happy to do it. Thank you again for listening, and we'll be back next week with another Second Chance movie. Is is it the wig or the hat? Second Chance.